Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody, it is Forbes Riley. Welcome to the Forbes Factor, seen around the world on Instagram, Facebook, and of course on the amazing voiceamerica.com. Yeah, we love you guys. Uh, what an interesting week. I've got some good point of views, uh, some, uh, some aggression I need to get out. I think I could be the most aggressive female uh, out there because I have to tell you, it's, life is interesting. So right now, if you're listening to this live, we are dealing with Hurricane Dorian. And uh, I heard some actually very funny jokes about, about uh, you know, about a hurricane versus why it would be a man or a woman, but I, I will save those for later in the broadcast. Uh, right now, my hearts uh, and thoughts and prayers go out to the Bahamas. I've spent, we live in Florida. We're based in Tampa. And I've been down to the Disney Island. And I've been down to a lot of the Bahamas. I spent a lot of my childhood there. And they were devastated. They, uh, somehow the storm stalled. And, oh, my gosh, I looked at a marina. There's not a boat left in the marina. They're all upside down on shore. And that represents people's livelihoods, people's dreams and hopes of a very peaceful, quiet community. So just take a moment out of your busy day, whatever it is that you're doing that you think is so very important, and say a prayer for people who are absolutely struggling. Some people lost their lives. It's just, it's bad. Um, and what's crazy is when we get hurricane warnings here, I've lived in on and off in Florida for almost 14 years now, and every year it goes, oh, my gosh. Two years ago, we did have Hurricane Irma, I think, came right over my house. I was doing a mastermind at the time. I had 20 people in my home, and I, I loved it. I mean, we were camped out here. We were stuck in my house. We had mattresses everywhere, and five days, we had no electricity. Now, I know that sounds crazy. That uh, fascinating when you don't have electricity and you're very used to it. You don't have a cell phone. You don't have a blow dryer. You don't have a coffee maker. You don't have a computer. You don't have TV. You don't have lights after seven o'clock. You come home and you're all walking around with candles. Okay. Talk about like the ultimate, you know, you see those movies, those horror movies where they all put all these people in a house and people start getting killed one after another. That's a little about what it started to feel like. And I am the ultimate coach. I could not stop coaching people. I would have two people in a corner hashing it out about their, their fears and their limiting beliefs. And I thought, man, I want to do this again. This is like the ultimate retreat. I didn't tell people who had to cook. I said, you know what? You guys figure out dinner, figure out the dishwashing, figure out the laundry all on your own because I don't want to be in charge. I want you guys to actually get back to basics and figure this out. And it was extraordinary. So if you're ever up for doing that kind of, we call it hurricane mastermind. Yeah, we're going to blow out the lights, no electricity, fend for yourselves and pretend that what you have most of the time is what we call rich people problems. My funnel's not working. I'm not selling enough of this. I didn't close. You know what? Chill out. Their life is a little bit more basic. And I, I think I have some survivalist friends who freak me out. I mean, they have like enough food stored in their bunker or their basement to last for five years because there's a thing called the, is it EMT or something? If, if, a, if a, a country wanted to actually attack us or anyone else, they don't actually need to drop a nuclear bomb. bomb. Did my New York just come out a nuclear bomb? What they need to do is blow out the electrical systems and then nothing works. Cars don't work, planes don't fly, computers don't work. And what would you do? You wouldn't have access to your money or, or anything. So it's an interesting exercise to take a moment and think about that. Uh, me personally, I'm dealing with a tough day. 
Uh, and I want to give thoughts and prayers to my beautiful daughter. She decided at 16 that she wanted to join the diving team. And I had so much fun watching her do this. She's good. And, and it's scary. I mean, I owned a diving board as a kid. I had that fear. You get up to the end, you bounce. And then I'm like, I, I could never bounce, get the height and do a dive. It freaked me out. So now I'm watching my beautiful baby do this. And lo and behold, last week, she jumped up, did a, a kind of half thing, kneed herself in the nose, almost knocked herself out. And right now, literally right now, she's having nose surgery, uh, which begs an interesting question about being mom. Hmm. How do you be in two places at once? Uh, she has a great dad. Dad is with her. And I am here with you guys. So let's make today worthwhile because truthfully, that's the place I should be. Uh, I'm sure she's going to be fine. It's a very quick little little thing. And, and I love her very much. And I, but I'm, I, as I'm saying all this, I'm actually going, hmm, I'm a little nervous. And, and I love my baby. And I don't want anything to happen to her. So just send some prayers to McKenna. Say, I love you. Whatever we want to do. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, we have a, a couple of things are going on in my life. I got a compilation book of authors. I teach a thing called Forbes Factor, and I know many of you know that. But if you've not experienced Forbes Factor, I'm going to share with you, you've not experienced the best of me and the best of you. Wow, what do I say? I take up to 50, maybe 45 people in a room in my TV studio. I do this four times a year, and I don't, it's not a large group. If you're lucky enough to be there, you're lucky enough. It's not outrageously expensive. I even teach you to make money to be in class. But what we do in this training is we push your limiting beliefs out the window, down the cliff. I challenge people. I challenge your languaging. I did this yesterday on a podcast with someone because mostly I hear languaging that denies who you think you are and who you want to be in the world. And if I can hold a mirror up to that, you can achieve so much more. So you can't do this to yourself, but you can do this to somebody else. Start listening to other people's languaging. Do you hear the phrase, you know, here's the truth. I don't know. You, got, you know this? You know. No, I don't know. Stop saying, you know, it's a weird catchphrase. Then stop saying the phrase, I don't know. So when you talk to these people, ask them, they'll say, oh, I don't know. No, the truth is you do most of the time. And if you don't go and figure it out, that's how successful people, they don't say, I don't know. They also don't say the word can't. There's a lot of things that you physically don't want to do, don't have the wherewithal to do, doesn't matter. Stop saying you can't. That phrase just absolutely freaks me out. Because when you do the kind of work that I do, you don't know what you can and cannot do. Nobody pushes you. In fact, in my world, I say this over and over again. I'm going to say this to everybody listening. I've got thousands of people watching right now. A friend loves you the way you are. Forbes Riley loves you way too much to leave you that way. Ooh, what does that mean? That means stop trying to coach yourself because you can't uh, and, and seek help, invest in yourself, go to seminars, go to trainings. That is, the, that is the bottom line that I hear from every successful person, who they surround themselves with, what they read every day, who they talk to. And when you play at a certain level, one of the things I've started to realize is that not everybody plays up here. And so I had to kind of step back and go, wow, all the people who reach out to me every day and say, how do I be an, a successful entrepreneur? Can I pitch you an idea? No. No, you can't pitch me an idea. Not yet. Not until you've done the work on you and the idea and the product. And are you a worthwhile $10 million business or please don't waste my time. And then please don't come to me or anybody else of note and say, I have the next billion dollar idea. No, you don't. No, you don't. I don't care how good your idea is. And if it is that, then go just go do it. It is hard to make your first million. It's hard to make your 10th million. It's hard to make a hundred million. 
How hard is it to make a thousand million? That's when you guys, I want to be a billionaire. Okay. So let's just step back and let's just lead very successful, amazing lives. Uh, so Forbes Factor Live, www.forbesfactorlive is my class. I'm my next one coming up in October. And out of the class, something happened. I started to hear the most amazing stories from people. Now, we're not talking about entrepreneurial stories. We're talking about people who've overcome being raped, molested. One of my girls came over as one of the Vietnamese boat people that we all heard about many years ago. Her family died coming over. You're going to hear stories that will set your hair on fire. And I started to listen to all these and says, wow, the world should hear these stories and my authors should get a little more famous. So we put together a book called, What Have You Forbes Lately? Now, by definition, to Forbes something means to manifest something in your life, especially when no one else thought it was possible. Oh, so how many times has somebody said no to you or no to your idea, but you kept going? Or nobody thought you could amount to much, and yet here you are. I have that story. That is my story. Nobody thought I was going to be doing all this. Nobody, I mean, not certainly not voted in school most likely to succeed. I think I might have been most likely to not even be visible. I was so, you know, quiet and, and, and shy and goofy looking and all the things that kept me from my life. But I forbes everything. I forbes the life I'm living, the, the people I'm around, the just talking to you right now. I forbes a lot of this, and I've seen it happen over and over again. So there's 34 amazing authors in this book. Now, you can self-publish, or you can real publish, or you can micro-publish. All I know is I just signed on to a beautiful publisher. We're going to be published by Beyond Publishing. And if you're in Tampa on November 14th, we're having a massive, massive 300-person party Authors from all around the country are flying in to celebrate the joy of success, of life. And then there's going to be followed by a three-day Forbes Factor. So if you want any of that information, just reach out to me, okay? Uh, it is part of, of what I'm up to. But signing the, the author deal, knowing we're going to go international. Uh, I just booked giant speaking tours for this. I am thrilled. And so that's my fun good news for today. Uh, every day seems to be filled when you live at my level with great news, crappy news, bad news, wild news. I don't know. Every day is a, a roller coaster. All right, well, speaking of roller coasters, let's start with one of my first guests. Now, my first guest, his name is Dr. Ken Campos, and he's got a podcast called Hope on the other side of the door, which is targeted to an audience of parents and caregivers of an adult living with schizophrenia. Now, I got to tell you, some days I feel like I could qualify. So we're going to find out if, in fact, I'm really crazy or just high energetic. Uh, I would love you guys to welcome to the broadcast, Dr. Ken Campos. Big round of applause. Woo! Ken, how are you? Hello there. Oh, I'm doing quite well. Thank you. It's a pleasure. That was a whole lot of energy on my part, wasn't it? Yeah, fantastic. All right. So you are one of our very special guests. You're also appearing this coming month in our magazine, Forbes Living, and we're very excited to highlight you. Thank so you. Can you give a shout out? Who is it who introduced you to me and my world? Yes. Uh, there's um, a business coach in Henderson, Nevada, Las Vegas area named A.J. Puedan. And AJ is a wonderful, loving, caring personality who's given me a lot of fabulous ideas. And so AJ, in my life, I will give you a shout out. AJ is uh, an intuitive. He's a hypnotist. He gets himself out of a straight jacket. He did that in the middle of one of my trainings. Unbelievable. And very inspiring. I was just on a cruise with him. Oh, by the way, little, little side note. Uh, I think there's a couple of openings. 400 of us, us being digital marketers, uh, coaches, 
at the highest level, go on a thing called the marketer's cruise. And we open it up to anyone who wants to come for a week. I mean, you can have access to everybody. If you want to go to marketerscruise.com, check this out. It's happening the third week of January. It's heading, it's not expensive. I mean, for what you get, it's not even, in fact, it's less than that. Like, you, uh, can you give me the, the book of the market occurs? You have access, literally, to people who, have, who make eight figures routinely. Russell Brunson used to be on this cruise. I mean, it is just an unbelievable adventure. I'm sorry, I'm just playing with my bangs there in my eyes. And you, again, if you go to Market Cruise and you say that I sent you, you, in fact, might get one of the last, there's about three spots left if anybody's interested. So AJ and I reunited on the cruise last January. And you are a, pro you are a product of that, Mr. Ken. Well, thank you. Yes, yes. AJ has been a great inspiration in my life and really helped me with the self-hypnosis and hypnosis programs really to really transform my own self-image and do some of that preliminary work you were talking about a minute ago. Now, so Dr. Ken, first of all, tell us, what are you a doctor in? Yes. So, so for me, I'm a, I'm a physician and I'm a psychiatrist. I started out as a um, a scientist at the California Institute of Technology, went to medical school, then studied psychiatry at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, a tertiary care place. And that was really wonderful. After that, I served as a uh, commissioned officer. I was a lieutenant commander in the United States Public Health Service. So I worked in public health as well. And I did some research then neurochemistry. All right. So you have a very special podcast called Hope. I need you to tell my audience about this. Yeah, so the podcast is called Hope on the Other Side of the Door. It's on uh, my website, drkencampos.com. It's on Apple, iTunes, and Google Play. The focus of that website, of that podcast, is the mom and dad, the caregiver of an adult child or an adult person who's 20, 30, maybe even 40, who has a severe mental illness. So really, I'm focusing on mental health in the youth of America, a really important topic nowadays. Well, I don't think most of us understand it. Uh, or how to identify it? How is how do you know someone has got schizophrenia or is a little? Uh, I mean, how do you really know this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so one thing, it's very much like the word fever. So, fever is very. There's a fancy medical word, psychosis. Uh, uh, the vernacular is crazy. Right? Actually, you know what? But, uh, hang on. Let me introduce. Let me interrupt you for one second. So, everybody watching, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick break. I want to hear this. Um, I mean, we joke about being crazy, but you were really helping people. So everybody, you're watching The Forbes Factor, listening to us on Instagram and Facebook and voiceamerica.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right now because I think you have some serious, when you're a caregiver, this is information you're going to want to know. Don't go away. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, 
metabolic boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. And here's Forbes Riley. We are back. We are back. We are back. All right. We got thousands of people watching us between Instagram and Facebook. Hello, Dr. Ken. All right. So we're talking about dealing with mental illness, which I'm going to say takes a lot of uh, different directions. Okay. I, I have a big philosophy of turning off the news, except when you can't. So uh, the news is on in my house now because we're watching the hurricane. Uh, but we're wow. also watching the fact that there's shooters everywhere. I've been involved in a couple of shootings, which is ridiculous. Uh, and so what the heck was one guy, literally he, you know, he killed a postal worker and a 15-year-old for no apparent reason. That qualified to me as a little mental illness. And last night, and this freaked me out, I read about a 14-year-old little boy who kills his stepfather, her, her, his wife, and then his brothers. Uh, he was 14, killed an older brother, younger brother, and a six-month-old baby. All right, I am, my head is going, what's going on here? This sounds like a really bad movie right now. I don't know if you saw the movie with Sandra Bullock called Bird Box, where they were, she was blindfolded as people started killing each other. Mm, what's yeah. going on with people? I mean, how do you know if you're living with somebody who's nuts? Yeah, that's really, really quite something. And, you know, I think there's a big distinction between regular psychosis or that kind of severe mental illness that psychiatry recognizes and this um, almost uh, psychopathic, you know, killing of other people. I view that as kind of a morality issue. 
Well, okay. So let's just start with the very basic. I have lots of people in my life with very varying degrees of coping skills, shall we say. Yes. Some of them have been diagnosed. But how do you know and what do you do? I mean, how do you know someone's not normal and, and what levels of that? And Because you're going to share with us how we can do some caregiving, but how do we even identify this in people who may not recognize it in themselves? Exactly. And sometimes it is really hard to see your own self and, and it may need outside observers. So there's a couple of different things, you know, for me, the this Hope on the Other Side of the Door podcast focuses on caregiving, but there's also education. And it really is this question you're asking. So there are personality disorders on the one hand, there's kind of an old fashioned word of neurotic things. And then my specialty is the severe mental illness, the psychotic things. And, you know, I think a lot of stuff has to do with being able to look at yourself. Uh, so the patient person or the index person has to be able to look at themselves. For the observer, you know, the mom and dad, the caregivers in the household or the teacher at school, it's like, what's going on? And, and that's a really fascinating thing to look at. So, you know, the way the person interacts with others, you know, the way they talk to others, these are all going to be signs and symptoms of some kind of mental illness. And those three big categories of the personality, the neurotic stuff, and the severe mental illness. What category. got you involved in all of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for me, I started out at, at Caltech at the California Institute of Technology in undergraduate school, and I got really interested in the beginnings of things, you know, like the origin of the universe, that's one thing, then the origin of life, it's like, okay, these are impossible scientific questions, then I kind of turned to consciousness and awareness, and that's been my big focus, I thought, ah, medical school, and we'll look at brains and neurology, neurology is kind of depressing, so then I turned to psychiatry, and in psychiatry, the severely mentally ill have the most fascinating changes in their awareness and consciousness. So it was that kind of evolution of, you know, the universe, life, the mind. And, and that's what does that mean? They have it. the most interesting. What, you, what are you referring to for those of us who don't live in your world? Yeah. So for me, the interesting thing is, uh, that the changes. So people with uh, severe mental illness who are in a locked hospital have the most dramatic and obvious changes. So it's easy to see, um, and it's easy to kind of sink your teeth into. So what actually happens? Is it something chemically going on in your brain or synapses? Or what, is, what are we actually dealing with here, do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of theories. I would say there's probably about four major theories about what is the actual thing. Um, I did mention I went to the NIH, is at National Institute of Health, thought, hmm, I'll figure this out and get the Nobel Prize. We really don't know. So there's a lot of humility, I think. But what we do know is the description. And the big description is psychosis. And uh, what does that mean? Yeah, so psychosis, you know, on, on the Dr. Ken Campos website, I have a little paper on psychosis to describe it. It's really five different things. It's hallucinations in any of the five senses, you know, seeing, hearing are the most common, could be touch, smell. And a hallucination is a false sensation. That's one of the things. The other is false beliefs. Um, and uh, it could be bizarre beliefs like extraterrestrial aliens have stolen your lungs, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, another is wait, 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 wait. But aliens are real, right? Just to be clear. Carl's thinking would like to hope they are. Yes. So yeah, no, yeah. Well, all right. So let me ask you a question. Well, that's, that brings up, because I, I studied a lot of the brain. I've studied a lot of uh, neuro-linguistic programming. I'm fascinated by the brain. I do a lot of work with people yes. about, uh, about where limiting beliefs come from. I came as an actress. So what part of our job is, is to understand the psychology of another human being to be them. And I didn't realize how fascinating that would be in my own personal work. Um, but how do you know? Yes. So how do you think religion plays into this? And I know this is not something that you specialize in, and I'm throwing you a curveball here. 
but people believe in religion. People believe in a god or three yes. gods or uh, alien or Scientology. They all they believe it and they believe it so deeply sometimes that they can't see anybody else being right as well. What is that about in the human brain? Do you think? Hmm. Yeah, so there, there's a, a a pop philosopher named Ken Wilber, and he kind of describes several levels of consciousness and awareness and morality. And so I would say someone that has really strong beliefs about, say, extraterrestrials or something along those lines, they'll be at a particular level of their belief system. And I, I think as time goes on, people are uh, kind of growing and evolving in a sense from their levels of morality and consciousness to be able to let go of some of those things. For other people, holding tightly onto some of those very particular specific beliefs and religions is very important for their particular mental health. So I don't want to wrench that away from somebody when that's their their uh, their anchor, you know, if you will, their lifeboat. Right, but it is so fascinating. All right, so you left the clinical world to start a podcast. Why? Well, you know, one of the big reasons is that um, – the caregiver relationship was broken with many of my patients. A lot of them were homeless. They were estranged from their families. I thought that was a problem. I really think the family unit can be very powerful, the caregivers and taking care of the caregivers so that they can maintain that relationship with the main person is so important. About a third of my patients in the public mental health system were homeless. So it's like, wow, these people are really down and out. They've been rejected. And so for me, the podcast is try to educate the mom and dad, the caregivers to understand this better, and then to keep that love relationship and that relationship going with the person who has this severe mental illness. What are some of the top things that you tell caregivers to give, to talk about, to help them? Yeah, I think the thing is really to say it's okay to focus on yourself. And a lot of people say, oh, but I have to take care of this other person. I can't, I have to sacrifice myself. It's no, it's like in the airport when you're starting the flight, they say, put your mask on first and then put your child's mask on second. You have to put yourself first. And so the podcast focuses on a number of different techniques that you can use as a caregiver to maintain your own sense of balance and also educating you about what's going on with the severe mental illness. So Dr. Ken, what is it that you want people to know? You've decided to do the podcast, you ventured into our magazine. What do you hope the big takeaway for people is when they've met you and heard about you and from you? Yeah, so for me, the, the big takeaway is to elevate in your mind and your awareness and in your heart the plight of people who have severe mental illness to really say, okay, that's important. I should pay attention to that uh, because a lot of People in our country do pay attention to folks with developmental delays, you know, young kids that have you know, mental problems or autism, um, low IQ sort of things. Um, and then older folks with Alzheimer's disease, we take care of them. But this middle-aged 20, 30-year-old with severe mental illness, we kind of shun them. We sort of are scared of them. And so for me, the takeaway is to really elevate your awareness, understanding, and reduce the fear uh, of severe mental illness. Well, okay, so those are nice words. Now give me something specific that we can do because I'm going to say that we do, and we probably do that because kids are easy to understand. You can accept they might be different. Um, but it's hard to have patience with somebody who physically kind of looks like you but then doesn't behave anything like you. Isn't that correct? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and then you get frustrated, angry at them. I mean, I know I do that, and I think my kids and people in my life are, are pretty normal, but I have a little bit of a short temper sometimes because I'm like they don't get things fast enough. I would imagine that must be very frustrating for somebody who has really got a mental illness and it must be hurtful for them. It is. It is. There's a lot of social isolation. So one of the biggest things is to sort of be with the person. And, and so I talk at the podcast about mealtime. 
Maybe just have meals with the person that has a severe mental illness. You don't have to delve into a lot of depth psychology. You don't want to do that or really explore, um, you know, can we make you think the right way? Don't do that. You'll argue with them. Um, so some of the things, being with them, going on walks together, little family outings, little adventures like that. Um, rapport. So that being with the other person, keeping that relationship alive, even well, though they're saying that, weird stuff. Right. But I think that sounds easy in practice. Is there coaching or support for people who have to deal with this? You know, if you choose to keep your family member in your house, in your world, and they have this odd behavior, it must, like you said, must be very socially isolating, huh? It is. It's very isolating for the person who has it. And then even for the mom and dad, there's all this stigma and shame about, oh, my gosh, I have this son or daughter with severe mental illness. And maybe my friends at the gym or at the country club, you know, their boys are going to Yale or something. And my boy's sitting at home, you know, rocking back and forth. So it is difficult. But taking care of yourself and keeping your center of gravity and your balance will allow you then to be able to reach out and keep that rapport going with the young adult. Tell us a little something about you personally. What do you like to be doing when you're not doing all of this crazy stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I enjoy gardening quite a lot, and I live in San Diego most of the time. Uh, I spend some of my time up in the Central Valley. One, you know, personal note about caregiving. My mother just had a, a diagnosis of uh, colon cancer, and my sister and I this summer spent a lot of time with her as the caregivers, you know, going helping mom go through the surgery. So we really took to heart a lot of the stuff about taking care of ourselves so that we'll be available for our mother with cancer. Do you have a book beyond your podcast? Um, I, one is in the works. You know, AJ and the other business coaches are helping with me with that. It's, it'll be Hope, same title as the podcast, Hope on the Other Side of the Door, and uh, that'll be uh, coming soon. What's one of the biggest turning points in your life? You know, for me, I would say one of the biggest turning points in my life was um, – getting uh, into the National Institutes of Health. It was, it was huge. It's like, wow, I am a scientist now. <laughs> and that was very exciting. And I enjoyed that. I was there for four years as a lieutenant commander in public health service, working in the laboratory and got some nice papers published. And then I, after that, then merged back into the world of clinical psychiatry and locked hospitals. How interesting. Huh? What kind of movies do you like? For me, you know, um, you mentioned uh, extraterrestrials. I love movies about science fiction, like Roland Emmerich films, you know, uh, those sort of things, uh, Independence Day, et cetera, et cetera. And okay, then, so of course, uh, Alien, Star Trek. You talk to a lot of people. See, they talk, I, I watched uh, X-Files. You know, we call those people crazy, but maybe they really do know. Maybe they really were abducted. Yes, 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 yes. And one fun thing, I, I used to like to go to Comic-Con. So I actually have a copy of Fox Mulder's uh, poster that he kept in his FBI room. It says, I want to believe. And there's a picture of a science, of a, science, a flying saucer. <laughs> I want to believe too. Why? This is a funny thing. I, I do want to believe. I, you know, is there something to the phrase that you can be driven crazy? Um, yes. You know, in the old days, there was a diagnosis called brief reactive psychosis. Uh, yes, you, you can. You know, sleep deprivation when you're tortured, that can make you delusional. And it'll be psychotic for a short time. It usually doesn't last forever. Um, other sorts of torture techniques can, can make you crazy. That's like sure. marriage. And then, you know, actually, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> divorce, you know, these major life stress events. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, and so... How do you, I mean, I'm looking right now as I'm out there in the world, people watch me all the time, finding some serious coping mechanisms, I'm finding challenging. I don't think I'm crazy, but you know, no. I don't know that, well, no, but the definition of crazy is, is, is interesting. Crazy somebody who's willing to defy the norm. Crazy somebody who's willing to, uh, you know, not accept things that everyone else does. Go, you know, you're crazy. Well, no, actually I'm not. 
but it is a little painful and having to deal with uh, hate. I have to tell you, the more famous you get, the more people hate on you. I'm, I'm shocked by this. I'm hurt by this and I'm way too sensitive to deal with it. So yes, coping mechanisms, share some with me. Yeah, you know, one thing from the 12-step world, and in uh, psychiatry, there's a lot of dual diagnosis, so I'm familiar with 12-step world, uh, the serenity prayer, you know, <laughs> asking, asking God to help you, a uh, petitionary, ask God for something. That's no, 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 wait, wait, you need to say the serenity prayer. For those of us who don't, well, I know what it is, because my first roommate in New York City was a raging alcoholic. I don't drink, my parents never drank, and I went to an AA meeting. It was the best thing in my 20s that I ever did. Because I was a very awkward, lonely little girl. I didn't realize that people had maybe the same feelings of inadequacy that I did. I don't know why I would think that, but I did. And all of a sudden, I go to this meeting and people start sharing their feelings. And literally being very vulnerable in a way that my family did not communicate with each other. And it was like, wow. That was the first opening that I thought that, wow, I I could be in this world if other people really do think like me. So do you know the serenity prayer? Uh, Yes, yes. So it goes like this. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So it's those three parts. It's a very nice prayer. I needed uh, you today, brother. I got to tell you. (laughs) Woo! Yes, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. All right. Well, I just think that you're amazing. Um, So how often do you do podcasts? I, I do it. I was at first. I was uh, twice a month, and now I'm down to uh, once a month. It takes a while to organize, and the majority are guest speakers. A few are just lectures, um, but I'm doing it once a month now. Well, you sound fascinating. I'm so happy that we found you, and I'm looking forward to your book. What's one big takeaway that you hope people will get from your book called Hope? Yeah. So for me, I think it's to boldly go without guilt to take care of yourself as the caregiver. That really is the key because it's those caregivers that are capable of building the bridge to that person with severe mental illness. The person with severe mental illness, their coping skills are so far less than yours. So really emphasizing yourself. And, you know, I think there's a doctor who's popular in says Gupta, uh, Sanjay Gupta. Yes. And he talks about uh, meditation and, and yoga. I've been a meditation and yoga practitioner for decades myself. These things really help. And if not something as fancy as yoga, even just going for a walk outside in nature helps you center and balance yourself. Well, so on that note, and I don't know if AJ introduced this to you or not, but do you in fact know what this is? Sorry. Uh, have you seen this? Because you need to. Do you know what this is? Um, oh, no, my- actually. All right, so this is my coping mechanism. Okay. It is called a spin gym. You can't actually see it, but it's actually, vi- it's, not, it's not elastic. It's actually a vibrating product because if oh, unwound, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a strength tool and you can stretch with it. But when you wind it up and you can meditate with this and literally work out, not only work out your muscles, whatever stress, that is called a spin gym. So we would love to make sure that you get one of these. Fantastic. Uh, Thank you. I haven't heard of this. Um, lastly, I would like to talk about in terms of mental and I'm going to say illness, but even adjusting, what is your top recommendation for people dealing with grief? You know, um, there's a famous uh, author, um, a woman, uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. She wrote a book some decades ago on on grief. So for me, I think it's going to be really important to go through these feelings and realize they're not eternal. The emotions are like clouds in the sky. So the normal, natural thing is to let your emotions start, middle, and end, whatever they might be for grief. Another thing about grief is to recognize that there's phases. So the really acute, really strong, you know, crying, 
sad, grief, and then it, it'll soften down, but it may last your whole life, believe it or not, but it'll be at a very low level. Something may happen in an anniversary, you look at a picture in, a, mag, in, in a, a photo album, and it's okay to be sad again. That's pretty normal and normative. Don't treat that with drugs. And uh, so grief Don't is really a process. <laughs> yeah, there's no oh, medication for that. All right, now speaking of drugs, uh, yes. apparently now marijuana is legal a lot of places and accessible to all kinds. I've got two 16-year-old kids. Um, what is your view on the whole legalization of all of that? And I'm talking about THC marijuana. Yeah, the THC marijuana, really fascinating stuff. I would say it does have uh, some places in regular modern medicine uh, and even in, you know, more traditional kind of herbalism stuff. It has some good places for the children and teenagers. So, so prepubescent and teen years, it may be a little tricky. It, it may inhibit some brain development factors and may predispose to psychosis. I'd say it's a little, little dicey in the younger ages, but it's uh, certainly uh, useful and good. Um, one place that it hit the market a lot uh, some decades ago was with HIV AIDS patients who didn't want to eat anything. It stimulates the appetite. That's good as well. Um, one curious thing about it, in really high doses, it's, uh, believe it or not, um, hallucinogenic. <laughs> so it, it, it really have to titrate the dose just to be just right, like Goldilocks, you know, this, super, this bed's too hard, this bed's just right. So I'd be careful with that. All right. Well, on that note, I want to say thank you so very much. You have been a, a rock star today, and I appreciate your time. Uh, I did just get a little picture of there's my daughter going into her surgery. I'm hoping that she's totally fine. I'm kind of she's on my mind. Yes. But you have been a, a wonderful guest, and thank you. You have a great energy. I'm excited to see you in the magazine. And again, thank AJ so much for introducing us. Uh, I get the best people as referrals, so I'm hoping that you refer us somebody wonderful as well. Oh, absolutely, definitely. Well, thank you. Is helpful as well for you. Definitely, yes, yes. And I'm uh, really hoping to get more subscribers to the podcast. That'll be wonderful. Thank well, so you. Tell us, well, no, before you leave, tell us how we find your podcast. Mm -hmm. It's on uh, Apple iTunes and Google Play, and the title is Hope on the Other Side of the Door. I think that you are amazing. We're about ready to take a break because uh, Hope's on the other side of my door in the form of my amazing sponsors. So, uh, and Dr. Ken, you're welcome to stick around for the rest of the show. We've got some more guests. We kind of do a panel thing if you want to. If you've got something else to do, I understand. Uh, but for you listening, you don't get to go away. You get to <laughs> listen to the sponsors and come right back. And of course, as always, if you're listening to this live, you're welcome to call in and join us. My name is Forbes Riley. This is the Forbes Factor, focusing on health, wealth, and of course, your happiness. Don't go away. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today.
Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Uh, and that would be me. All right. So we have done a couple of things. One, we've survived the hurricane. Although I lost one of my guests. She literally texted me today saying that her group, like, she can't come because of the hurricane. I don't know what that means. I don't know if she's stuck in the Bahamas or because like Florida, there was no hurricane here. But I will tell you what a boost for the economy. I went shopping. There is not a bottle of water to be found in St. Petersburg, Florida. The hurricane is nowhere near us, but yay for the economy. Um, <laughs> crazy. All right, so my next guest really pisses me off. I've met him, but this man bought a one-word, three-letter.com, and apparently, I don't know how much money. We all saw the dot-com thing coming. I have a friend of mine who sold business.com for $50 million. I'm sorry. I was that smart, too, just didn't act on it, so now I just hate everybody who did. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. That's probably the bizarre introduction he's ever done. This is a man who coaches and leaders, and his big thing is he tells you how to cut time in half. But he is the former owner of web.com. Please welcome Will, Will Pemple. <laughs> Forbes. Forbes Riley. Forbes like the magazine. Yeah, seriously. Was that the most outrageous intro you've ever gotten? I just, uh, well, okay, so now I have kind of a new goal for the conversation, I guess. Um, so if, if you hate me for that, then, then my job is to make sure that the, the changes between now and the time we're done, because it's it's really hard to hate up close, right? So oh, that, I love that. All right, that is your that is your focus to make me me and on one million people here falling in love with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, so before we meet you, here's a little clarification. Tell me about Web.com and what was the story there? Okay, so so Web.com is kind of it was it was an amazing adventure, and I, I think maybe it's since since you teed it up this way, maybe we should start out with this idea, which is that, um, so like your business, your business.com, that sale for 50 million bucks, I I promise you, whoever on that domain, when you sell something for 50 million bucks, you owe people money. So you don't get to keep the whole 50. Uh, So, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a wonderful adventure. Um, web.com for me started out as uh, me and my buddy Dean, we were sitting at my house and we were thinking, you know, what would be cool is if we could get a computer over there to do something without having to walk all the way across the room. That'd be cool. Um, and, and that's how we kind of started networking. And then we thought, you know, it'd be cool if we could set up a website without having to walk across the room. And so, so laziness has driven a whole lot of my, 
um, laziness and and the desire to like not be at work, right? Um, <laughs> those were the those were the things that I wanted the most. Um, and so we built web.com. I got incredibly lucky. I was surrounded by incredibly generous, helpful, brilliant people who taught me how to overcome my childishness in certain ways and hang on to it in other ways. So, you know what it says? So stop for one second. Are you a fan of Real Player One? I don't. I I don't know what Real Player One is. You never seen the one. You never seen the movie? No. Wait a minute. Ready Player One? No, Real Player. Can I out geek you? Because I built my first computer when I was eight years old. Okay, so Break, man. <laughs> okay, so Real Player One is a movie that Spielberg did. You really have not seen this movie? No. Okay, I'm gonna gift it to you. Got you. Got thank go. you. Yeah, you need to go watch this movie because you actually sound like the guy who invented the entire world in that movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, that's about as close as I'll get to being that guy. I mean, if I can sound like him for a couple seconds, that'd be, oh, no, I'll no, take no, it. You will love him. He's, he was an unbelievable genius who created this, this world, like my son is living in right now, this virtual world. But he put games in it for people to find, and he was going to gift the world to one person who could figure out all of the clues. And nice. when he finally did, he got to the end of it. It was basically kind of a, a lazy guy, self-interested, kind of a whatever, and just kind of created the world for himself as a little boy. Yeah. And way to figure it out. And so I, now I'm falling in love with you slowly. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll keep working. I'll work harder. So, um, yeah, but, but, and so, so kind of like if you, if you were to like peek into my mind, my, my whole life has been um, an exercise in sort of the avoidance of adult responsibility. Right. I, I, um, and so, but along the way, so, so we, so me and Dean, we got good at doing stuff with computers and we had some fun and it was exciting. And, um, and then at some point, um, one of the things that was attractive to me about the internet business early on was that it had really no commercial viability whatsoever. It was just for effing around. I mean, we were just having fun. And then kind of business came along and said, you guys over there in the shorts, we need you to get to work. And we're like, work? What do you mean? And then it was like, well, we'll give you money. And then I found out you can buy stuff with money. Um, <laughs> And so, now, wait, now, wait, I have to introduce you to Dr. Ken. You don't know who else is listening. So Dr. Ken helps uh, people deal with uh, caregivers for schizophrenia. And okay. so just want you to know that's why he's here. I'm just saying. Nice, <laughs> nice to meet you, Dr. Ken. And I'm always, I'm always happy to have uh, somebody looking after me. That's, uh, yes, I'll, I'll, yes, Will, my pleasure. <laughs> I'll take as so, much so of that as I can get. We're bringing out a new kind of crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... So yeah, so the so the internet thing that's kind of how it started, and we got we got excited about uh, we got excited about making money. We got excited about building cool technology. We got excited about users and customers and all that. And the thing grew very fast. And so 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 if we go way back to um, if we go way back to beginning of two thousand three, we were getting about twenty five new customers a day. Nothing not setting the world on fire, but making more money than we spent. Um, by the middle of 2003, we were getting about 2,500 new customers a day. So we were growing massively during that uh, first six months of 2003. We figured out online marketing, Google AdWords was new, um, and we were about to be crushed by our own success. We, we couldn't keep up. Try, imagine, imagine you go from getting like, you know, 15 or 20 phone calls a day to getting 150 or 200 or 300 or 400 phone calls a day. You can't build desks that quickly. You can't find new space that quickly. And so we were, we can't rack servers that quickly. There were all sorts of challenges that nearly killed the business. Um, so 
what we ended up what we ended up doing, and we didn't have a lot of money, right? We were kind of doing it. We were kind of making it up as we went. We were, we were growing organically. We didn't have VCs all over us to just solve problems with money, which means that all we had left, Forbes, was us. That was the only thing that we could work on. All we could figure out how to do was to get better at being ourselves. And we, and we zeroed in on three things, maybe five, but certainly three things that made all the difference at web.com and in my life. And those three things, which we call the big three career killers, are communication, delegation, and time management. And we focused on those three things. We made those plus another two our core values, teamwork, hard work, communication, delegation, and time management. Those were our five core values at the business. And everybody in the organization, we agreed that if you ever saw me or anybody else at the company doing something that wasn't exemplary of at least one of those five values, then you had to stop me and correct me and we had to, we had to get better at it. So deliver a message once and get it done and move on to the next. Find a problem, solve it and move on to the next problem. We just couldn't afford to pay for the same real estate over and over and over again. And that approach changed us, transformed us from being a company that was about to just fall under its own weight and disappear uh, into a company that was like a top 16. I think 16 is as high as we ever got. One of the 16 most successful, busiest, highest volume web host and domain companies on earth. Um, and, and also we had a pretty cool domain name. So it would have been, <laughs> it would have been, it would have been terribly embarrassing to screw that up. Um, and, and, but that's what we focused on. And then after we sold web.com, uh, you know, woo, right. The, the, the exit, after we did that, the one thing that we were left with was that leadership system. We were left with our way of communicating, delegating, and managing time, our way of getting stuff done faster and better than anybody else. And, and slowly people started asking me, how do you, how do you do that? How'd you do that? Because I would have just like, you know, gone off into my backyard and built roller coasters or just done some other kooky science thing, uh, geeking out in the backyard with uh, power tools. Wait, wait, wait. You, you would have done something like this? You would have just kind of geeked out? Yeah. Ooh, that's a nice one. Now, let me ask you this, Forbes. Did you build that or did yes. you buy it? Oh, no. Not only built it, I've sold two million of these things. Do you not know what a spinjin is? I'm sorry. Do you not know what I do for a living? No. For those geeky guys, my one word is spinjim.com. Let me share something with you. Sitting at a desk and double your heart rate. I am. Oh, my God. Hello. Color. Oh, man. Oh, wait, wait. We have to talk. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I geek out on that and the physical. So I'm excited for you. So let me bring this back. I have four minutes left to close. Sure. Uh, Anna, you just, is your mind being blown right now? These are my guests. My guests are. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But I want to hear because one of the things that you do is you literally biohack or life hack how you can get things done fast. And as I'm sitting here talking to Jared, who just got out of the military, who's going Forbes, could you just work faster? I'm like, all right, I got a guest today. He's going to teach me to do that. Yep. You got three minutes left. Teach me everything you know. <laughs> okay. So, so my, my, my company right now and my book, which is called oh. Goal Boss, The Art and Science of Getting Stuff Done. That's my, that's my book. You can get a free copy of it at goalboss.com. Um, all I do now for my job is I teach people how to cut meeting times in half. And I do it for two reasons. First of all, I'd rather be outdoors. Okay, I don't, care why, I don't care why you do it. Tell me how to do it. I got two minutes left. Go. 
you, well, you get the book. If you've got two minutes, you get the book, you read the book and you learn how to, you learn how to become an expert at the three skills of communication, delegation, and time management. And if you crush those three things, every single thing else in your business will get easy. Your business will grow twice as fast as anybody. If I I get the book, the book is free at goldboss.com, G-O-A-L. You'll teach those things? Yeah, you will learn that you will learn that stuff in the book and you will spend half as much time in meetings and your business will grow faster. You'll have more time to go outside and play. You also teach how to do this because I'm not a great reader anymore. I have eye issues. Sure. I teach how to do this. I I travel around the world consulting with companies who want to grow. I'm the only person who does this type of coaching the way I do this type of coaching. Uh, we've got digital learning products. We run workshops every once in a while. Uh, there's a million different ways to get in touch with us and work with us. Oh, I am so excited because here's the other thing. I double your heart rate in 60 seconds. My, my workout literally is about five minutes a day. Nice. I know. It's kind of a funny thing, but I yeah. can't wait to learn from you and help promote what you do. Well, thank you, Forbes Riley. I hope this was the first of many, man. I am a big fan of you. All right, well, I appreciate that. Dr. Ken, come back in here for a second. I wanted you to kind of yes. witness what's going on. Ken has got an, a million, an amazing platform, and there's one thing we didn't say that he needs to get out to the world about his podcast. Go, my friend. Uh, yes, there is a Facebook group, an open group called S-Project, S-Project for Schizophrenia. I invite you to do that on the drkencampos.com website. You can sign up for... Um, to pre-register for a webinar I'm doing on self-care for the caregivers. And please feel free to email me, email to me at drken at drkencampos.com. And for those of you watching, Dr. Ken is also in my magazine. I love the mission that he's on. Uh, I caregive for both of my parents when they're dying with cancer and to support caregivers is a big hard passion of mine. So I love you and thank you to you and AJ. Will, no joke, this went by way too fast for me and you. So do me a favor, send me your mailing address at ForbesRiley at Gmail and I want to email your phone number and I'll pop you a um, color of your choice. I'll take it, man. Thank you. I'm excited to just kind of connect with you in general. Both of you, you have my heart. Uh, I'm going to go check on my daughter who has no surgery right now. No, it's okay. It's called being a multitasking mama. And good information out to the world. We're going to go to gold. Say your game, your book again. Uh, Goal Boss, the art and science of getting stuff done. Bingo. That is free. You're going to get that. Dr. Ken Campos, his podcast is Hope. My name is Forbes Riley. Maybe I'm going to change the Hope or Charity. No, I can't do it. It's too late. <laughs> you know we're wild, crazy, and spontaneous. Please do me a favor. Go out and give more than you get. Make it an amazing, wonderful day. This is a small world. And apparently, we're all in it together. Don't forget that. See you guys again next week. Thank you. Peace. Bye. Bye. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye, gang. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.